Autobiography is not important. Authenticity is important. The writer must fire herself through the text, be the molten stuff that welds together disparate elements. I believe there is always exposure, vulnerability in the writing process, which is not to say it is either confessional or memoir. Simply, it is real. Right now, human beings as a mass have a gruesome appetite for what they call real whether it's reality, TV, or the kind of plodding fiction that only works as low-grade documentary, or at the better end, the factual programs and biographies and true-life accounts that occupy the space where imagination used to sit. Such a phenomenon points to a terror of the inner life, of the sublime, of the poetic, of the non-material, of the contemplative. Against all this, a writer such as myself, who believes in the power of storytelling for its mythic and not its explanatory qualities, and who believes that language is much more than information, must row against the tide, rather like Siegfried rowing against the current of the Rhine. The myth series is a marvelous way of telling stories, retelling stories for their own sakes, and finding in them permanent truths about human nature. All we can do is keep telling the stories, hoping that someone will hear, hoping that in the noisy, echoing nightmare of endlessly breaking news and celebrity gossip, other voices might be heard, speaking of the life of the mind and the soul's journey. Yes, I want to tell the story again. I want to tell the story again. The free man never thinks of escape. In the beginning, there was nothing, not even space and time. You could have thrown the universe at me and I would have caught it in one hand. There was no universe. It was easy to bear. This happy nothing ended fifteen eons ago. It was a strange time, and what I know is told to me in radioactive whispers. That's all there is left of one great shout into the silence. What is it that you contain? The dead? Time? Light patterns of millennia opening in your gut? Every minute in each of you, a few million potassium atoms succumb to radioactive decay. The energy that powers these tiny atomic events has been locked inside potassium atoms ever since a star-sized bomb exploded nothing into being. Potassium, like uranium and radium, is a long-lived radioactive nuclear waste of the supernova bang that accounts for you. Your first parent was a star. It was hot as hell in those days. It was hell if hell is where the life we love cannot exist. Those ceaseless, burning fires and volcanic torments are lodged in us as ultimate fear. The hells we invent are the hells we have known. Hell is, was not, is not, cannot. Science calls it the world before life began, the Hadean period. But life had begun, because life is more than the ability to reproduce. In the molten lava spills and cratered rocks, life longed for life. The proto, the almost, the maybe. 
not Venus, not Mars. Earth. Planet Earth that wanted life so badly. She got it. Moving forward a few billion years, there was a miracle. At least, that's what I call the unexpected fact that changes the story. Earth had bacterial life, but no oxygen, and oxygen was a deadly poison. Then, in a quiet revolution as explosive in its own way as a star, a new kind of bacteria, cyanobacteria, started to photosynthesize, and a byproduct of photosynthesis is oxygen. Planet Earth had a new atmosphere. The rest is history. Well, not quite. I could list for you the wild optimism of the Cambrian era, pushing up mountains like grass grows daisies, or the Silurian dream.